Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Her name is Namina Forna, and she is amazing. She has a debut novel called The Gilded Ones. It's a, a series. And I started reading it, downloaded it, got the I got the Kindle version, I got the audio version, the writing, you know from the first pages when somebody can write. That, well, at least I do. This is my business. So I know the woman can write. I'm not just saying that. Let me welcome to the show for the first time, Namina Forna. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. All right, let's get her volume up, please. Talk again. No, not you. You do Thank nothing. You. We'll, we'll work out on this end. Hello. Talk. Hi. 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 There we go. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming through. So. I'm always curious about people's, you know, um, cause not writing novels is a different, you know, I, I wrote a lot of memoirs, which is in my journalistic experience, easy for me. Cause I interview people, they tell me stuff. I wrote it, wrote it. And it's real. You have a world that you built with the gilded ones. First of all, the cover is beautiful. That doesn't exist. It's fantasy. So where did the story come from and tell us about it? Um, so The Gilded Ones is a young adult uh, fantasy novel. It's deeply feminist. Uh, it's set in an African-inspired world where uh, there's a group of girls who are considered demons because they're faster and stronger than regular people. But then actual demons come to this world, and these girls are offered a choice. Either uh, they go off and fight these demons, or they will be killed. And this novel definitely comes from... Just my upbringing, I'm from Sierra Leone, West Africa, born and raised, came here when I was nine. Sierra Leone. Uh, so, and, and tell us, for those people who are geographically challenged, Sierra Leone sits between, and, and for the record, I did my African ancestry. My peoples come from Sierra Leone. These are the folks that were on the Amistad, if I am not mistaken. This is the, this really? is the, these yes, folks. Yeah. the Mondays. Yes, the Mendes, yeah, and the Timne and the Mendes are from Sierra Timney. Leone. Okay, I'm Timney. See, okay, hey cousin. All right, so, um, where where does Sierra Leone sit on 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 this big continent? So Sierra Leone is on the west coast of Africa. It's small. It's like the size of uh, South Carolina, and it's between Guinea and Liberia. Blink okay. if you miss it. Okay. All right. You you were there since nine. And I'm I'm always curious because, you know, again, we have no knowledge of Africa, most of us who are black Americans, on purpose. It's been demonized. It's been, you know, told to be a dark continent and not not civilized, you know, primitive. Oh, I hate those words. Yes, but you, oh my you know. God. That's, <laughs> my, you, my neck is, like, already itching when you say that. Um, and I, I completely agree with you. Like, that... It was very interesting to me because when I came to America at nine and people started talking about things like dark continent, I'm like, what do you mean? You know, Um, because I grew up with an understanding of African history. I knew that uh, there were walls in Benin that were once four times the Great Wall of China. I knew that there were libraries in Timbuktu. I knew about the castles in Ethiopia. I knew about the fortresses in old old Zimbabwe. So, like, when people were like, oh, you know, y'all like only have huts and things like that. I'm like, yes, we have huts, but we also have grand civilizations and kingdoms, beautiful, glorious kingdoms. And really that at the core of it was what I wanted to show 
to the world because it it was very it was always very difficult for me when people were always saying these things about Africa and I had a different understanding and, a, and perspective being actually from there born and raised. Um, so that's a huge part of where the Gilded Ones comes from. But it also comes from the fact that um, Sierra Leone, where I'm from, is deeply patriarchal. But what country isn't, honestly? Because, like, I grew up in Georgia, in Atlanta, and that was also a different type of patriarchy, you know? So when I went to college, and I went to Spelman College, um, AUC Love all the way, um, I, I started to sort of have classes on feminism, but not only that, on African diaspora in the world the uh, diaspora of Africans across the world. Because, like, one of the things is when you come to America as an African or as a Black person, rather, for me, I've noticed that there's sort of this rewriting of what is your, of what Blackness is, and I have a different understanding of it. And I felt like when I came here, there were all these ideas about what Blackness was, and I sort of forgot a little bit about what I'd learned growing up about the history and stuff like that. But then when I went to Spelman again, it was like, oh, you know, here's the history again. And I was like, oh, wait a second. I've been sleeping. I'm awake again. Um, and that's, it was in a, that sort of space that all of this stuff started moving in me because I wanted to create a world where I could explain to people in like a very easy way what a patriarchal society looks like. Um, who who benefits and who doesn't, and how do you fight back against it? Mm. But I also wanted to bring my love of Africa, um, the continent, because I do have I do go into different places in my book, um, although I've made them my own. Um, but I wanted to bring that love to the world. Namina, what does Namina mean? Namina. So Namina. Uh, oh, Namina. All right. Wait. Um, thank you for correcting me very graciously. Namina. Um, no worries. So Namina, to my understanding, Namina is a Timni name, um, and there's two versions of it. There's Lamina and there's Namina, and like Lamina is more male, but basically it's, I believe, either a, the original name is Amina, and that's either a daughter or wife of the Prophet Muhammad. I'm not sure. But like our tribe was just like, let's put some spice on it. We're going to put some seasoning, and it's going to be bomb, and it is. Although I will say that Namina is a deeply country name, like it's your grandmother's name. Um, but I love that people here don't know that. So they're like, Namina, that's such a nice name. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> As you're talking, you know, I'm both jealous uh, and hopeful, you know, jealous because you were taught at a young age, the greatness of the continent that we all come from, you know, the history. Um and hopeful because when you said you came here, I think the desire of most people who immigrate to a place um, is to fit in. You don't want to stand out. You want to fit in. You want to embody all of the ideals of that place. This is why you come to another place and you and you want to, you know, not stand out, you know, and not be different and not be looked down upon. So, you know, sometimes people change their names, you know, they forget who they are, you know, and this process is about remembering everything. So the, the lesson of that, how, how do we unlock that for, for those of us who never knew, you know, you're remembering most of us never knew. I think the thing about um, America is that the media um, here is so skewed for the most part in one direction. 
um, that we never get to see these other stories, right? So, like, when I came here, it seemed to me that every Black story was slavery and civil rights. And while those stories are important, that is not the, that is not, that's like a blip in our history. You know, like, we have a history that spans centuries um, across many, many different cultures and countries. And I think that now the amazing thing is, there are people like me, there's people like Jordan Ifueco, Roseanne Brown, um, Tomi Ariemi, all these new young writers who are coming up and who are creating these worlds so now people can go back and they can be like, number one, they, they can think it's cool because that's the thing. When I came here, I was an African booty scratcher. It's been very interesting to me that now everybody's like, um, Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah, everyone's Wakanda forever. And, actually, and I'm so grateful for that because like now finally when I say things, People don't look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, I see you. I feel you. So I think that that culture is changing and like people are remembering and unfurling because we, the artists, are here and creating places and spaces to hold that, you know, Um, that's definitely my purpose in life. I know it's many others to create those spaces where we as black people and brown people and people of the diaspora can look at ourselves and know that we are beautiful and we are majestic, and know more importantly that we come from different, many, many different sources. Like I know people always say kings and queens, but I'm like, not only that, like that's cool, but you know, we were also like farmers, like enjoying ourselves on the land. We were also blacksmiths, you know. We were tricksters. We were magicians. We were all these many different things, and I hope that like. As this sort of movement continues, people are able to embrace all of that. As you're talking, um, art is what gave us Christopher Columbus discovering America. It was Washington Irving, a novelist who gave us parts one, two, and three of a Columbus story that didn't exist and that became yeah. codified in our history as a truth. It was birth of a nation that codified the image of black people as shiftless and <laughs> lascivious yeah. and immoral and dumb, childlike. One man, D.W. Griffith, did that in a mo- in a movie And so we have to counter that for every action. There must be an equal and opposite reaction. So we got years to make up. We got to double down. I'm looking forward to Zamunda and coming to America or coming to number two America. I'm I'm so ready for that. You know, Um, uh, and and more Black Black Panther and more of people like you and Tomi Odeyemi and and the other uh, people that you mentioned. Uh, Namana, Forna, demons, demons with Black people. You know, we are very, um, I say, sp- spooky at the same time. We believe. We believe very deeply. You tackling demons. Tell us about these demons and the gilded ones. All right. So, whew, how to answer this question. Um, all right. So, this is my thing. As an African, as a black person, I have seen, and as a woman, I have seen the ways in which we are demonized. Right. We are told that our cultures are not are not equal, are not worthy. And not only that, we're told that our native religions, our spiritual practices and all these things are the work of Satan and demons and all these, you know. So I, I wanted to really examine that. I wanted to examine the idea of how you de- you demonize things, number one, that you don't understand, but more importantly, things that you want other people to not attached to right so if you make something the other 
if you make a group of people demons and you say their practices are demonic and you say they're all of these things are demons, spirits, and whatever, then you sort of lessen their value. And you never actually have to commit this violence yourself. It is a violence, um, it is a violence of the soul, a spiritual, a mental, and emotional violence that you enact on another person. And so that was sort of where I was coming from when I thought of this idea of here are a group of women who are basically superpowered, and you're telling them, hey, all of you guys are demons. You believe gold? You're faster, you're stronger, you're demons. So tackling that, and as you're talking, I'm also thinking it is a way of weakening that strength, right? To yeah. demonize yeah. somebody. You you take away the very thing that makes them what they are because they're going to fight to not be that because who wants to yeah. be a demon? So exactly. then, ooh, that's, a, that's another level of evil to plant something like that, particularly in young people. You know, but I mean, if you look around, just look at just this is why I went into media. This is what this is why I became uh, a writer, a novelist and a screenwriter was because I understood that people become what you tell them they are. That is the power of media. If you say it long enough and we have seen this, if you say it long enough and in so many different ways, it sinks in into a cellular into a cellular cellular level and that is what you become and that's why it's so important for us in media to always look at the perceptions that we are putting into the world i really think like we need to focus on what are the ethics of media because we have so much influence and so much power and how people not only think about other people but how they think about themselves it's literally the word becomes flesh the word becomes yes. flesh. The the power of that word, the word that you speak into the the earth, does not return void. We have to be real. You're you're so correct, which is why you know uh, I love words, um, but I'm also real, real right now, fiercely protective of how we frame ourselves, what we allow uh, ourselves to call one another. Even you know yes. that yes. is so important. Oh, yes. uh, the gilded ones, the the cover, as I mentioned, is beautiful. Uh, who's let's give a shout out to the illustrator to the oh, artist. Oh, this is the illustrator. I will shout his praises to like I shout it to like literally everyone. His name is Tara Josu. He is amazing. Like because I'm pretty sure my editor was just like, hey, I have this idea, and he's like, done. And like I just see this picture, and when I tell you, I was blown away. I was like, whoa, I love it so much. Tara Josu. Okay. Yeah. Spell spell the first name. T A R A. It's a guy. Second. Yes. Uh, okay. Second word is J-O-S-U. Okay. That's exactly how I spelled it. All right, Tara Josu. This is a part of a trilogy. How how many, you yes. know, and I, okay. Are you finished with book three in your mind? Do you know how it's going to end? I know how it's going to end. Um, I'm almost done editing book two. So yes, the story continues. Okay. And I think that's important because I find, um, and I said this about George R.R. R. Martin, uh, who's the bane of my existence because I've committed a lot of hours reading Game of Thrones before there was an HBO anything and that has come and gone and this man still hasn't finished the damn series and I feel like he had he didn't he didn't know how to end it and so he left it up to HBO who's horrible at ending a series and now we don't know what actually happens to the damn dragons in the book because it became a <laughs> phenomenon and then I think he lost interest in finishing as opposed to J.K. Rowling, who actually knew how Harry Potter was going to end 
before she finished it, she had the ending, whether it was going to be six books or seven books, she didn't know, but she knew how that thing was going to end. And as a result, perfection, say what you want about her. That's your business. The book series. Yes. In my opinion, this is my opinion. I read a lot. Um, what, what else do you have up your sleeve or out at your, at your fingertips writing nomina? Um, so I have uh, right now a TV show that we're pitching. Ooh. Um, hopefully that will be coming to you guys soon. I'm also working on other books. Um, so you will be seeing a lot more from me in fantasy world. All right. Well, I hope you come back. Is this TV series, is this is like a Star Trek type thing? Is it, is it an, in the Gilded Ones uh, wheelhouse or is it something completely no. outside? I will tell you that uh, it is a show for kids because I wanted to ensure that from the jump, kids see the glory of Africa and they love it. And they can also say, oh, this place, this actually happened. This, look at this, look at these walls, look at this and can fit like and say the facts that I can. So um, it's going to be a magical, fantastical series is what I will say. Uh, all right. So y'all need to follow her so we can figure out uh, all of the moves that are being made in as a Nancy A, M as a Mary, I, N as a Nancy A, Forna, F-O-R-N-A. Follow her on the Twitters. Am I saying Forna correctly or is it pronounced something yes. else? Okay, good. And you can go to nominaforna.com as well. The book comes out tomorrow, but you can go get your copy right now. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.